0: I right, so we, I, so we've been talking about momentum, and I and I know, like every year when we do vision, you know, you get something. You get, uh, I think for a couple of years we gave you a, a a handbook, and the back of the handbook was the vision written out. Uh, in other years we we uh, we gave you y- y'all can't see this, but something that looks like this, you know, just uh, you know just a, a little written version I just picked this up because I. I think i was supposed to read this, this 2012 vision. Uh, it was uh, Jubilee, the year of years. I stumbled on this, so I guess I'm supposed to read it. Didn't have a chance to at the gym. Um, but so we sh- we're going to do that. Uh, I didn't know uh, uh, the Dixons was going to be here. So I had planned to, to have it for you, uh, even on the screen. But they pressed their way into town from Wisconsin, going in there helping people to heal, get hold, and be restored. Yeah. Actually, what we talked about this morning, remember we talked about how the Holy Spirit will, will move you to do certain things, and it takes a lot of boldness to do that. So that's what the Holy Spirit was doing with them out there in Wisconsin. Uh, and then we talked about tough relationships, too, and how, how do you navigate through tough relationships. Our nine fifteen a class. Master Life Class, you're talking about the whole, the, the value or the benefit of the Holy Spirit, but that's what you guys was doing, you know, just allowing the Holy Spirit to use you, getting past your own um, fears and frustrations, and just uh, flowing with the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. So um, we can't talk about momentum, though, right? All right. So let's uh, let's get into uh, something I shared last week, and I want to give it to you, is a quote by Helen Calder, Um, So, there's a season of stewardship in in which we must focus on gathering resources, leaders, skills, knowledge, and so on, this is what we call the climb, right, this is, but there comes a time when God speaks to us, and he says, it is time for an encounter with my presence. And when the weight of my glory collides with your preparation and your obedience, you are going to experience unstoppable momentum. you will see divine acceleration and so we talked about it this morning when we was talking about uh seeing things with that that uh, based on the knowing where you're uh where you say, "Lord, enlarge my territory right What's, is it, that is it um and so. When God enlarges your territory and puts you in places you've never been, uh in platforms you never thought possible at one time in your life, that that uh glory or that opportunity or that platform or that enlargement wants to mix with some preparation too. Like, you know, if you're not prepared, it'll overwhelm you, it'll overtake you, it'll take you out of the presence of God, you'll lose sight of how you even got there and what was your purpose for being there. And not because you're evil. It, 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 listen, the best of us struggle with uh, success. The best of us struggle with uh, uh, having uh, uh, opportunities or, 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 or prosperity and different things like that. But God's not trying to get us to these platforms to lose us. He's actually t- 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 taking us to the platform to start a momentum. Right, so so we've already you know that climb is. Remember we talked about the climb the other day. That climb was already a beast, right? Just climbing to get to that pinnacle, or whatever it took to for you to be on whatever platform God has afforded you. But the goal was, and some of us have to have, have experienced some some wonderful things, and we're wondering what's happened, um, because it was never intended for you to to rest there or to get overconfident there. Or to get greedy there, or to get lost there, it was intended to create a momentum. So all this preparation now is so when God takes you to that peak, it 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 will momentum will pick up from there. Not it would be less God, less time with God, uh, less focus on God. Almost like God never existed in your life. When people look at you, do they see God? All right, so so it's intended to create a momentum. Now that's not my notes, but I thought I'd share that with you because something the Lord, <laughs> something the Lord was sharing with me. So we we had said uh, we had talked about how last year was a, a year of uh, new beginnings, and again this would be written out, but we had, you know we break down vision uh, with God. Where are we going to be with God in two thousand twenty? Where are we going to be with our spouse, married if you married? Where are we going to be with family? And uh our extended family and friends, uh like where are we gonna be in terms of we talked about that at nine fifteen right are, are are we gonna bring them closer to God or just closer to us? you know is it's just all about you know us you know uh making sure they prove that they're loyal to us or they're valuable to us or they pump us up or will be about putting them in a position where they can actually experience some momentum in their lives, right? Um, it's something that we try to do as a family, right? Uh, every time we're touched with anything, my son gonna feel it. My grandchildren gonna feel it. They gonna know something's happening with them because something's gonna be happening with them. Um, and then our desires of our heart. You know, it's last because the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. It's to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness all these all these things shall be added unto us. And so so last year was a new God was talking about new beginnings and of course people in their lives experience new beginnings, new positions, new promotions, new healings, um, all types of new different situations, new awakening, new discipline, uh, hopefully, Jesus name. Uh <laughs> and um uh we're in a new church, it's in the new building, uh are uh, we closed on our new home, new debt free. <laughs> uh so there's a lot of lot of but, but see, once again, that's getting to a place where God wants to develop momentum from there. Uh and so so we talked about that and we talked about last year was about having a new mindset, right? Uh, returning to serving purpose. You know, that's that's, you know, not just serving self or Serving our egos or serving serving uh the child that was in high school that people picked on. Like we spent our whole life serving that kid. <laughs> like, you know, what they said. You know, <laughs> right? Not just serving uh the mistakes we've made. We spent our whole life trying to make up for that mistake. Trying to prove that wasn't the wrong choice in relationship. You alright? No, no, no. Beyond that. Um uh Beyond serving our loneliness right but but serving purpose, and then we talked about connecting um with god's will um and you know really uh really, really making more of an effort to extend god's love to our family friends and loved ones and and of course receiving the desires of our heart. that was last year, but i I, I thought I revisit that because so we could be reminded of momentum, right. And so so in, in, in Amos chapter 9, verse 11, it talked about God was saying how he was going to uh, wipe out sin. And we talked about it this morning in the 915 class, how when, when the Lord shows up or when he has the Holy Spirit in our life, it, there's a level of conviction. You know, if you haven't been living for God, you start living for God. There's a level of conviction. And we talked about how that convi- conviction convicts us of sin, uh, righteousness, right? Right? And judgment, still got, <laughs> still got our class participating outbursts all morning, right? Still, yeah, uh, you can't help it. Yeah, we know what you need to put in, the, in the, on your lines, <laughs> right? But uh, but he's correct. Uh, judgment was the last one, and the scripture says he, he's convicting us of sin because we believe not. We believe not. Now we can't have no momentum. We can't have no new beginning. If man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That scripture is talking about new beginnings and momentum. Right? Old things are passed away. Right? New beginning. You don't got none of that weight. You laid aside every weight. Right? Remember when we're on that climb, we got to lay aside weights. When we at the peak, right, we need to add weight. But the, the weight of his glory. Remember we talked about that. Right. So, and then it says, "All things become new." So, so even though the, when old things are passed away, it ain't over. I ain't doing that no more. It ain't over. Now I'm picking up momentum. Right? His mercies are renewed every morning. Right? Right. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm always getting something new from God. All right. So, 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 he talked about convicting us of sin. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin because we believe not. It's saying that we live this life and we talk about God and we come to church and we try to say we're not like them. But every opportunity we have to believe God, do we believe him? Now, if you're out there hustling, you don't believe God. All right. If, I just let that soak in, you know. <laughs> see, cause see, see, there's a knowing when you believe God. There's not a fear. Then it says of, of uh, what was the last one? Of righteousness, Right? Okay, I had it. It says of sin. Hold on. Of sin because we believe not of righteousness. Oh, because I go to the Father and you see me no more. So Jesus was talking to the disciples. Right? He was telling them, I'm about to go to the Father, you ain't gonna see me no more. So the comfort you have with me around, the confidence you have with me around, the moves you're making because I'm right here. You you doing right because I'm right here. He says you're not gonna see me no more. But the only way you're gonna know that I'm still here is because of my Holy Spirit and because you're in God's presence. You're in right standing. Remove yourself out of the presence of God, you lose sight of God, we're capable of doing anything. Not because we're evil. We're not evil. Right? We're not Jackie, are we evil? Yes? No? <laughs> it took you a while, like <laughs> it took you a while, I caught you off guard for saying your name, right? Okay, all right, all right. But she was sitting there for a while, like, I don't know, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Couple evil folk, man. I, I smell them. <laughs> right? so, so she didn't say that. I said that, right? But so we're not evil, but when we lose sight of God, sometimes we lose. Sight. Okay, so you have children, right? So, so they don't always act the same way when you're not around that they do when you're around. <laughs> Y'all didn't see her face, but it was kind of amen, right? But not because they're evil; they kids. So, you know, they you know. You know they they kind of testing the boundaries when no one's around, right? Right. So, but when you're there, it seems like they 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 know how to act for some reason, right? Well, God's thinking the same thing. When we're aware of Him, we just seem to know how to act. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> but when we lose sight of Him for some reason, wow. the very thing that we was doing when we when we, when we were aware of Him now. We're we all over the place. We, we're doing stuff we would never do. Right? So that's what he's saying. Because I'm going to sit on the right hand of the Father. You ain't going to see me. You may be tempted not to do all these wonderful things you've been doing when I'm around. Right? And then, then the third one was of judgment because it says because Satan is 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 going to be judged. He's going to be judged. He going to the lake of fire. Him and his angels. Guess what? But every one of he recruits on his team. So it's saying that I'm convicting you that, hey, hey, Satan's being judged. Why would you want to be on that team? The Bible talks about uh, uh, when uh, Moses went to the to Mount Sinai he goes to Mount, he was taking too long. He wasn't taking too long, he was he was he was it was the right amount of time, but to them it was too long. Yeah. Did somebody get that? All right, all right, so to them it was too long, right? And so, 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 it was like, man, Moses up there, man. And you think God might have swallowed him up. He probably never coming back. Man, my leader ain't coming back. Man, you know, I ain't coming. I wasn't like, I ain't believe all that stuff Moses was saying anyway, man. You know, Moses be tripping, thinking he all holy than everybody else. Now, now, they weren't saying that. They followed him all the way to to where they're at. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, Moses ain't the guy. And so they go, man, you know what? Yo, aaron. Yo, you good at, 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 at making silver and gold and stuff like that. Yo, you need to make us a God. So they, 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 they make a golden calf. He just, Aaron, idiot, hey, give me all the jewels and we'll make a God. So they make the calf and, and, and they make the statement. This is the God that brought us out of Israel. You just made it, man. <laughs> I know I, I repeat that over and over because it just intrigues me. How do you make, like, that's like your kids have silly putty or whatever they, they do and they make or outside they make a snowman and they go, this is the God that's gotten us this house, Mom. No, 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 you just made that snowman. <laughs> if you made the snowman, you are more powerful than the snowman. Right. Snowman don't exist without you. Wow. So you saying you're the God? Right? So then Moses shows up, loses his mind. He he, he Moses, Sometimes he, he had an attitude problem. You know, some of y'all just snap it. Now, he got the, the tablets. God made the Ten Commandments, carved instructions. It's like you got a map to, to, to prosperity, freedom, healness, and holiness in your head, and you walking it down. Like, wouldn't you take care of that then? Moses saw how they was acting and threw the things. Like, he just, he just lost his mind. Oh, y'all crazy? You know, because they, cause they was a party, and it was wilding out, you know, you know, dancing around this golden cat right and, and so they're like they, they lost their mind so Moses said something He said "I tell you what we're going to clear all this mess up right now like you know you got to get to a point sometimes you have a holy indignation like you, you just got to sometimes you have to get tired Lord I didn't want to talk about that alright so I'm about to tell you something the Lord told me I thought I wasn't going to have to talk about but I do right so, so sometimes you just got to like okay we're going to draw a line in the sand so Moses said tell you what y'all that's with God Y'all come with me. Now, see, see that's some grace there. Because he could have said, oh, all y'all fools getting destroyed. He said, he said maybe some of y'all are just a little, little, little off. Y'all with me, stay here. Y'all that's with Dathan and all of them. The, what's it? Korah. Or the, yeah, the family of Korah. But I'm giving you specific names in the family. But he said, y'all with them. And so some people like idiots. Moses back. They saw all the miracles. They saw all the miracles. There's another point. That was me made right there. Yeah. All right. And so they, they're like, I'm, I'm standing over here with my boy, Dayton. Because I really don't want to hold that standard. And I think it's impossible. And at least they making it comfortable for my compromise. Yeah. So I'm just wrong with them. It said that the ground opened up and swallowed them. So, 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 you see what I'm saying? That there, there's, so, so, wh- when when it says the Holy Spirit is coming is convicting us of, of of judgment, it's saying, hey, if you with Him, you getting swallowed up with Him, right? alright so, how did I get on that? I right, so, <laughs> so in Acts chapter nine, it talks about how He's gonna wipe away sin. I'm not. We're gonna have to. We don't have to read it again. But read it when you get a chance. But after that, it says, so, so uh, I'm going to wipe away sin. I'm summarizing the chapter. I'm going to give you a new beginning. But, but at first he said, those that are sinning almost like, hey, either they get up out of that mess or they're going to be wiped away when I wipe away. Right? He said, then I'm going to give you a new start, a new beginning. He said, then there's going to be momentum. He says, I'm going to pull out stuff Remember, when I got read the scripture last week. He says, it's gonna be coming so fast, you won't even have time to process it before something else comes. He said, Your head'll be spinning is coming at you so fast. He says, I'm gonna create a momentum. But he didn't say momentum first. He said, because you're on a climb, I gotta cleanse out all that weight. Lay aside every sin and the weight that so easily besets us, it says in Hebrews, right? He says, So I gotta get all that weight off, right? I'm gonna create a new beginner, so a new momentum up the mountain. But I'm gonna get you up the mountain. Oh, then it's gonna be momentum. It's gonna be blessing after blessing after blessing. See, see, see. God gets frustrated with the roller coaster rides. Right? So, so, so this is a roller coaster ride. You, 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 you experience a level of a moment or a time of prosperity, right? Something good happens. I don't know. You got a big check. I don't know, I don't know what happened, but whatever. And you you get so caught up in that, like you consume it all. Right? You just, just, so now you got this drought of famine. Then you go, oh my God, what was I thinking about? I gotta reset and get myself together. I can't believe this is happening. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then you refocus, and then you experience what? A little time of prosperity, like the children. But read through the story of the children of Israel, like it's like a roller coaster ride. And then you 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 experience a drought. Because if you read through the story, this was getting me mad. I said, Come on, y'all got to be kidding me, man. Why every time God come through, now y'all forget God, and then He got to bail you out. Now you remember God. Then He come through. Then you forget God. Like God's side of the roller coaster ride. It's 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 a song like this. So so. You know, because you you're you operating you've operating in sales. So the reality is this: with sales, depending on what your philosophy is, somebody you could you could have a moment where uh, a few checks come in. I'll just use a few checks, right? But if you handle that right, you just start a momentum, right? But if you handle it wrong, right after that's going to be some drought, right? That's only if you handle it wrong, right? And how do you know how to handle it? You look at what you came in for the year, and you look at all the hours you spent. Now, you could have got two checks that year, big checks. Well, if you look at all the hours you spent, and you, you go, how much did you make an hour through the whole year? It, you know, sometimes that may turn turning out like $3 an hour, right? Because it's highs and lows. You see what I'm saying? Like it's highs and lows. No, God wants momentum, Right? Right? He wants momentum. He doesn't want us just to be on these highs and lows. And almost like we're focusing on this moment as if it's momentum. No, it's not. No, it's not. Right? God wants you to have momentum. You got me so far, right? Not, not the roller coaster ride. Because that's just so much. That's so that's that's so uh uh stressful. Some people don't come out of that drought, right? Once they fall in. You got me? Um <laughs> I so so so. If you look at God and His life, in in our in 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 the in the Word, He's always done things to create momentum. And like uh, you can read it when you have time. But I remember David in First Samuel seventeen. Uh, it said that it, it said that you know everybody was gathered together and they were being attacked by a giant. Now I'm just using that as an allegory or a parallel to. The things that are attacking us in our life are like giants, right? Now, there's a way you deal with things coming at you. The best way to deal with something coming at you with force is to have a greater force, momentum. Cause, cause see, you know, even playing basketball, we, we, I, I think I was sharing this with him one day, but uh, yeah, I remember Felipe used to go here, and we used to always share with him. Listen, you can't, you can't take your you're the pedal off the metal, you got to keep putting pressure on the defense. So don't, don't, don't just drag it up. Like, attack them because then they'll be like this. And just, they don't know. It's kind of hard for them to stop you when they're on their heels. But, but if you give them an opportunity to, to brace themselves, to set themselves up, well, then they can defend you better. But if you just attack them, you just keep putting pressure on them, keep putting pressure on them, keep putting pressure on them. So, momentum. David is a perfect example. So David, giant comes up. Everybody's intimidated. Oh, the giant. <laughs> what are we going to do? David walks by and is like, what's all this noise? Oh, this giant uh, threatening uh, the children. So he hears the giant talking trash and dogging his people. He said, he talking about God's people? He said, man, no, nah, no. Nah, hey, hey, y'all need me to go take them out? Now, they soldiers, trained soldiers. And they, they ain't nobody moving. The giant said, hey. Just pick one of your boys. We don't even have to kill everybody. Pick one of your boys. If I win, y'all serve us. If he win, we serve y'all. David's like, I'll go. And they're like, dude, like, you're a shepherd. He said, no, 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 no. My God has delivered me from a lion and a bear. So what he's saying is, I have momentum already. I already have momentum. Based on that momentum, see, he didn't even recognize the the giant. And, And he said this in verse 47. 1st Samuel 17 47 it says now all, the, all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord you've heard that before he will give, give you into our hands and it came to pass when the Philist, Philistine the giant arose and came and drew nigh to meet David because the, the giant's like yo 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 what you gonna do what you gonna do come to me and, and everybody else was intimidated but the scripture says this it says when the when the giant started to approach David, it said that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the philistine momentum and while he was running he put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it that stone hit with such a a, a powerful velocity because the hand of God was on him he had momentum so That little stone took out a giant supernaturally. So what you have in your hand, what you have available to you changes when you have supernatural momentum. See, see the, the giant had everything. He had the armor, he had the size, he had the might. All David had was a stone. On the in the natural supernaturally, he had a stone with momentum, right? A stone with momentum. See, see, so we're looking at things the wrong way, and we're trying to gather what everybody else tells us they have and what's comfortable for them and how they get through. But Saul tried to give him his armor, all the stuff that he used to win his battle. They was like, man, I can't, I can't fight with this thing. First of all, it's too heavy, it's too much weight. It's going to slow my momentum. You read it through for yourself. He said, man, listen, man, I appreciate this, but I can't wear your armor. I'm not going to wear my battle with your armor. I'm not going to wear my battle with your armor. I got to wear the Lord. Right? All right, so, 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 again, momentum. Momentum is pressing with enough velocity to lose sight of where you've been. So I'm moving with so much velocity, I can't even see where I was at. If you can see where you've been, you ain't picking up enough velocity, enough momentum. If you, see the thing is, you know, they just tell you this, you're running, you run running, all right, you just look straight ahead, man, as fast as you can. Track is not that complicated, right? You run a track, right? Like, ain't nobody in the lane but me. I really can only beat myself. Right? It's not like basketball. Somebody can try to defend you, get in your way, block your shot, trip you, knock you upside the head. Me and my brother was talking about that last night, how we used to play in New York. and People would knock you upside the head. Well, my brother would knock me upside the head, to be honest with you. Now, this on video, you know you used to do me like that. <laughs> we, but, but he did, I mean, he helped my game. We was talking about that. Well, no, 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 track, what? I'm in the lane, look, run fast ahead. But see, the thing about track is while I'm running, if I look to the left or the right, it can slow me down, take seconds off, right? Because see now now see, see your body is in whoo, is <laughs> in momentum, It's in it's just flowing together in motion, like we're all going in the same direction. We got speed, but if I turn my head, I, I look, like I change the momentum in that direction. That's just if I look to the left and look right. What if I look behind? And I'm running as fast as I can. I think I got this dude. I think I got him. I think, right? And then I turn this way. I can't run at the same velocity looking backwards. I just can't do it. Basketball, you get a break and just run to that basket. Man, if they block it, they block it. But you're gonna to have to get there before I do. That's what I was always taught. I'm I'm, for basketball, I'm considered a short guy. So I was like, whoever get there first. If you can get there before me, fine. But I ain't looking back. I got that steel. I'm gone. And that's, that's the thing. You, you have enough philosophy where you can't even consider what's behind you. So if you think about what's behind you, do you have momentum? You think about what's happened, do you have momentum? All things work together for good, but those who love the Lord and call according to and harmony with his purpose. Right? Well, you can't even see it good working out for good because you got to get to it working it out. You got to have a momentum for it to work out. But you're so busy playing off of what they said, what they did, what this person is doing. Oh, well, did this happen to them? I want this to happen to me. How can you have any momentum considering everything but your path? How? That's like the, the thing is, you have a lane in in, in race in racing, right? You're a lane, right? The lines are thick, almost like driving. You know, driving, when the lines are thick, that means you don't change lanes. Y'all know that, right? Did y'all read that manual? <laughs> Dotted lines mean you can pass. Solid lines mean you can't. If you didn't read the manual, pastor just helped you now not to get a ticket. All right? You just can't be t- passing, folks. If the line's thick, you, you got to stay in your lane. All right? Right? You got to do what? Stay in your lane. All right, so I was talking to a track guy this week. It's an old guy at the gym. Uh, I think he ran a marathon last year, New York Marathon, or Boston, one of them. He's 65, right? And so, so, and in his, his, his group, which was like 170 people, he finished 15th in his group. And so, because when I asked him, how'd you do, he said, I finished. <laughs> right, so, so, but, but so, so, so we were just talking, you know, and I, I just love talking to people. I learn stuff. And so, so we start talking later. He said, Keith, he says, so if, let's say if somebody's coming to run with me. They come and run with me, They'll They'll ask me, what pace are you running? Now, I ain't know all this. You know, that you know these people that's running this distance, they got times and paces. So if I tell you I'm running a seven-minute pace and you're running with me, and you say, hey, can I run with you? Guess what? you running a seven-minute pace, no faster, no slower. He said, but Keith, let's say I come to you. I'm used to running a seven-minute pace. You're running an eight-and-a-half-minute pace. And I said, hey, Keith, I want to, are you running? You know, hey, this is Keith. Can I run with you? Sure, man, come on around. He says, if I'm running with you, I'm running an eight-and-a-half-minute pace because I'm running with you. I'm not running seven. I'm running eight-and-a-half because you're running. I'm running with you, right? I asked you, could I run? You agree to let me run. I'm running at that pace. So my momentum is with you, right? And so I said, so, so, you know, we was finishing up in the gym. I said, man, that had to preach right there. I said, I said, you know, you got to run your pace. You got to stay on your pace. You can't change your pace. Because this is what he said. He said, he said, we used to meet here at the Y uh, downtown. He said, we used to meet and we used to run, um, Every Sunday, one o'clock, ten miles, and a lot of times we were run at an eight and a half minute pace, eight and a half minutes per mile, eight and a half minute per mile—not ten miles, but eight and a half minutes per mile. He says, "So when we start running, we're all running what? How many of us?" All right, good, good. I'm, I'm really saying something. I hope you're, I hope, I hope you're looking harder, right? So he's running. He said, but somebody every once in a while would join us, and they would start running faster. He said, we wouldn't change our pace. We'd let them go ahead and run. And then that's when I walked out. I said, that'll preach right there. You need to keep your pace. You need to sustain your pace. Look, regardless of the person running out faster, regardless of the person running slower, regardless of the person that decides to make a turn, all right so so all right let's keep going here i'm gonna get back to the pace i did that was a setup yeah I'm let to get back to the pace i right, so 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 there's another passage in first samuel 14 and you can read it for yourself but i like telling these stories because we're talking about momentum and it's the story of jonathan which was saul's son now jonathan and them was being intimidated by the philistines you know they just couldn't win the battle so remember, we talked about this 915, a holy indignation. Sometimes you got to have a holy indignation. You got to be like, man, you, we need to do something here, All right? So Jonathan just couldn't take it. He's like, man, we look, look, we don't have no momentum. we just standing over here waiting to see if they're going to take us out or not. So he tells this armor bearer, he tells this armor bear that was designed to serve him and to be with him at every step of the way. Armor bearer carried his armor, carried his weight until he needed to use it. Carried so so he could navigate without his armor, but if he needed it, his armor bearer was in step. Whoa, 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 what you need? What you need? What you need? Almost like a, a golfer's caddy. The armor bearer, what is hey? I need a seven iron. I need Jim! Jim! Seven iron! No, no, man. He's a caddy right there, man. Right? Carrying his tools or his weapons to be utilized. So there's an armor bearer with him. But this was a time when the Philistines was doing so much damage, they had no weapons. The only people that had weapons were the kings and maybe their children, princes and people like that, right? So Jonathan had a weapon, but the armor bearer didn't. So he said, hey, 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 come with me. We're going to sneak into the Philistine camp we're we going to do something about this war. No, 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 not let's get the fellas and go. It's two of them. And one of them had a weapon. The other one, the armor bearer, is still following him because, hey, I trust you. I believe. Right? So if you say let's go, I'm rolling with you. But look, look imagine you're going into a war against, in the camp, with your leader, and you have no weapon. You're trusting him with his weapon. And this is what he told me. He says, follow me. Stay in step. Keep pace with me. Like, like, I can't be three levels up on the mountain and you're still down there. Because what I'm about to do, if you're too far away, if you're not in pace with me, you're going to lose your life. And I'll explain why. Jonathan goes down and starts picking up momentum, taking out the Philistines. So when he took down the first Philistine, his armor bearer grabbed his weapon but suppose he wasn't keeping pace suppose he wasn't in step he would have had no weapon he grabbed his weapon and they start going through the Philistines taking him out read it First Samuel 14 when you get time and, and so uh, his dad and them heard a commotion and they looked down and they saw the Philistines was falling and then they saw some of the Philistines was running because they didn't know what was going on. They just see their boys getting taken out. They don't know if it's a big army or not. They just see see the momentum and the velocity was so fast and it was dropping so fast it scared them to a point they start running. So Saul said, hey, get to the people man. Whatever's going down, go, going on down there, we could take advantage. And they recognized it was just Jonathan and his armor bearer. Two people. But momentum. Just, just see. Somebody got to go. Look, that momentum affected the whole army. They was able to have courage enough to follow because of the momentum of two. Right? Did you get that? All right, good. All right, so. <laughs> so <laughs> see, once launched, the nature of momentum. Is to continue to build and to increase. To continue to build and to increase, not just to be arrived and just start to lose from there. Like 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 we ain't trying to finish this thing. We're not a rose. When a rose has fully blossomed, what happens after that? It starts to die, right? Are you kidding? Like we don't arrive at this thing until we go to heaven, and then even there we're in eternity but we're always looking to rest or to wipe our forehead man whoo right man talk about a climb well I was a beast no climb celebrate that you got to the peak and then now reset yourself for new beginnings and more increase and more momentum right now how you gonna do that stay in God's face stay in his presence yield to the Holy Spirit okay I, so so the scripture says continue in my word they did continue in my word indeed in what they're doing right in John chapter 8 the scripture talks about precept upon precept that's a momentum right the scripture talks about uh, Apollo's water no, Paul planted Apollo's water but God gave the increase right he just kept the momentum going right look David my cup runneth over that's momentum it just keeps going like Hey, I can't help it. I'm spilling all over you. Hey, listen. What you want me to do? I just, I'm, I pressed into God. He filled me up with overflowing, and, and it's spilling. It's just every time I run into somebody, it's spilling. Every time somebody has a need, it's spilling. Every time somebody has a question, it's spilling. Every time somebody need wisdom, it's spilling. They need healing, it's spilling. Right? They need encouragement, it's spilling. They need assistance, it's spilling. It's just, I just can't help it. It's just spilling. So, so, so I'm not working. It's, 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 I'm not working. I'm not. It's not labor. It's overflow of the momentum. It's only labor when I'm doing it, right? Tears run right over. He's like, "Listen, man, I just... I." <laughs> it's almost like it's coming out like a gusher, and, and to a point, of, ah, I just can't. I just gotta go with it. That's what God's trying to do. It, 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 just let him overtake you. But we running from it. Like the gushers coming, we're like, "Whoa, whoa!" Man, that thing almost got me, man. I almost lost control. See, somebody ain't even here. Get that. All right, so. All right, you with me? So so I was having this conversation with, uh, I don't remember. I like give people credit. I guess it'll come to me. I'll just tell you what the conversation was. So we was talking about like, on this process of this client, we're talking about tests, and we're talking about testimonies. The Bible says you overcome them by the word of the lamb and the blood, uh, no, the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. It creates such a momentum, it just keeps impacting people. So this particular person I was talking to, he says, man, you know, uh, I might be reaching, but I kind of researched the word testimony. And so what they said was uh, a test. Look, look, it's a procedure this is what the dictionary says. A procedure intended to establish the quality, performance, or reliability of something. Right? Especially before it's taken to open use. So before it's given its platform, before it's put out there, before it's really established with its momentum, it's tested to make sure it can handle it. Right? Then uh, the word money actually means action. So it's a test that that produces an action or a momentum. In between of testimony is I. We have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. Momentum just ain't going, to, it's not forced on you. It's something you have to yield to, right? It's not forced, it's something you have to yield. But you have to embrace the test. Like we, we, we try to get around the test. And some of us, I, I, I feel for people because some of us have been skipping the tests all our life because we've mastered how to get around tests. Just like in school, you know. There's, there's. I know some people that have people taking their tests for them. You know, when you're young, it's cool. Like you know, it's cool. Yeah, I had this honey. She's taking my test for me. I'm, I'm taking no tests. Yeah, I got, I got honey's taking. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you how we used to talk back then. You know, my bad. Right. And so the person was bragging as if was a good thing, but if somebody took the test for you, they also got the information they also got the stretching and the learning and the insight and the and and the preparation. What did you get nothing you got the the good grade and you got to advance for something you 're not ready for and if, if demand is placed on you, if somebody take all your your uh 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 what do you call it uh what do you call people to do operations? Uh, the uh, oh, surgeons. Okay, surgeons. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all your surgeons ex- exams. Somebody take all your surgeons exams. You pass the test and they give you your degree as a doctor. And you have to do surgery. What's the problem there? She said, no, no, She said somebody's going to die. She said, you're going to kill somebody. Because <laughs> you have no clue. Something's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to place a demand on the information that you're supposed to know when you were tested. But well, now you don't know it. Yes. Yeah, I, I was over a ministry school. I was the administrator of ministry school. And so the school would start. We would open up with spiritual authority. We would end with the gifts of the Spirit. And so all the students, I'd hear them talking, man, I just can't wait till I get out of school, man. I'm going to be a minister. I said, I said, let me help y'all out. Just because you going to the school don't mean you're going to be ordained. I said, you can have the money and go to school. That doesn't mean you're called. Right, that just means you have the means to go to school, <laughs> right? I said, listen, there's more to it than this. And then when I would, I would give them the information. I said, I'm not here to stump you. I'm not here to prove that I know more than you do. You have to get this information. This is what I tell. I said, this is you need this information more than a surgeon. I said because when you're dealing with people's lives, there's a spiritual operation going on. If if if. if Hey, if you touch the wrong vital spiritual organ, you can cost that person their life. I said, so, no, no, this ain't, some, this ain't information that we just like going to breathe through as a checkoff. No, I need to know you've absorbed it. So my class was set up so when you left out of there, you knew the information, not you just passed the test. No, no, passed the test on the surface, but didn't absorb the content. All right? And this is what, what God is trying to do. God said, hey, you decided to come to me. Now let me give you what you actually need to get to where I've been trying to get you the whole time. Oh yeah, I've had something planned. I, I'm sure you have, but I have something planned. Oh, I actually fearfully and wonderfully made you for a reason. Everybody in the room. But we be operating as if. Our understanding, our agenda, our philosophies Our ways of doing things Is actually More important than what God has said Going back to what we said about believing God Right? Whose report shall you believe? Somebody made a comment to me this week God bless you But I just thought about it later I'll tell you next time I talk to you But you know sometimes we're so Spiritual we have no earthly good You've heard that right? That philosophy is, man, we just need to do more practical things. You know, everybody wants to do something spiritual. I've never heard nobody say this ever in my life until we had this conversation. How come you've never heard nobody say, you're so earthly if you're of no spiritual good? All of our adjustments is to make sure we show that we can navigate in the earth. How come we don't make adjustments to navigate in the spirit? We're always playing off of, hey, well, you, don't, ah, that's, you don't want to be too spiritual. But we never say, hey, hey, you don't want to be too earthly. <laughs> hey, 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 here's, the, here's the line. Hey, hey, come on. We need to condense that, break that down, because you know people have a short attention span. Interesting enough, I can guarantee you, and, and, and the Nielsen ratings will show it, Millions, millions upon millions of people watched the football games yesterday. Millions! I, I think they broke a record uh, last week for the playoffs. None of those games was 15 minutes. No, no, no. Interested enough, it kept everybody's attention. See, the ratings are based on who's locked in, who's on that channel, and I know I something else. Movie comes out, breaks records, billions of tickets sold. None of them are fifteen minutes. People in there for the whole movie. Well, but, but everybody has short attention span. Really? These these kids, PlayStation, they play longer than a couple hours, longer than a movie, longer than a football game. And I. And I and and you have to get to levels, right? You got to get to levels, right? Like you, and then just, you just can't win, right? You got to get to levels. How do you get to levels? Like you got to stay focused. As a matter of fact, <coughs> somebody trying to shoot you. You can't be on the game going, yeah, you know. So so last week, oh man, I got shot. No, you got to be locked in. Somebody trying to talk to you. Hey hey hey, I'm focused here. Yeah, I got that one, yeah, grab that. Oh, what, what, you can't handle me? What, what, All Right? you rolling. But you focus? For hours. But now we don't, we, we, we got to dumb it down for a short attention span. Man, stop, man. man. Who y'all think y'all playing? I'm paying attention. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm paying attention. Ain't nobody got a short attention span. You got a short attention parent when it comes to growing and learning being challenged and stretched hey 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 when you're being awakened to what you're really doing all of a sudden what what it's that, that, too much it's too oh it's too much now and somebody somebody pumping up your denial to the truth oh oh you got all the hours in the world somebody enhanced your fantasy you got all hours in the world I ain't never seen no 15-minute porn. No, no, we quiet now. No, listen. All right, listen. I ain't never seen it. I know, I know. See that? See how I slipped that in there? Is he supposed to say porn at church? I'm not sure. Hold on, babe. Let's check in the manual. Porn? I don't know if that's in there, Pastor Keith. How about the things that feed your fornication? That's in the Bible. <laughs> right? But well, I ain't never seen like, a... man, this is just taking too long, man. <laughs> man, we just need to, they just need to make short clips, short clips. Oh, why'd you say that? All right, so. I was just—I was just kind of thinking of that. I, I got a, a vivid imagination. But what I'm saying is, like, God's trying to increase momentum. We're trying to run from the things that's going to, to pick up our momentum. Just continuing my word. We're running for these from these things. We're trying to hustle ourselves around them. And then, but we still want the results of momentum have not stayed consistently in anything. <clears throat> like there has to be. There is no momentum without con- it's. It's a consistent pace, ain't it? Like, like when you go around, they can tell you, "Oh, you stay at this pace. Oh, you about to break the record." They know. Or you come around a lap and they go, "Oh, you gonna have to pick up the pace if you want to beat that record." You could be on the track by yourself, and they know based on the pace you're running if you're gonna break the record or not. And oh, ho, 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 ho! Now you're going too slow. You're gonna have to pick it up. Pick it up. God tells you to pick it up, and it's like, hey, man, back up off me, man. You trying to judge me. But somebody tells you you need to pick up your pace. You, do you stop running and go, oh, you trying to judge? I'm you're trying to say I'm slow. No, what I'm saying is you are going too slow. Yeah. I ain't trying to say anything. I'm telling you what's actually happening. I'm not saying you're going too slow because you're lazy. I'm not saying you're going too slow because you don't want to win. I'm making you aware of what you wouldn't be aware of because I got the clock in my hand. Listen. I'm making you aware what you wouldn't be aware of because I got the clock in my hand the clock is telling me what your actual pace is So I'm not, I'm not putting you down I'm just saying, hey hey pick up the pace man get back in harmony get back in step right lock in right does that make sense <laughs> okay That's how I feel. Like I like I ran some hills this morning. It's a little different than running around here in church breathing hard. All right, so <laughs> first first Peter two verse fifteen. First Peter two verse fifteen. It says this. It says, uh, for so it is the will of God that you should put to silence men with well doing. Right? Put the silence. Like, not, not just with talking, but with well-doing. In other words, living in the vision that God has designed for your life. Because if you do it, it's going to put folk to silence because you see something, you're saying what you see, and it's manifested in your life. So people, they're not attaching it to that, they're attaching it to God. Right? And it quiets them because. The, the, what you navigate through every day is people that don't think it take all that. People just think that's too much or that's not necessary or whatever. But doing the will of God puts people to silence like I, you know, I don't necessarily like everything they're saying or agree or think it take all that, but you, you, you can't argue with the results. <laughs> right? And and so God's vision, this this vision that puts people to silence is his pace for our life. God's vision is his pace for our life. See, when we're doing our own vision, that's our pace. But the scripture says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord are called according to in harmony with his purpose, his vision. In step, in pace with him. Right? So when so we're in pace with him, we're in pace with his vision. Right? That's where our momentum is at. In his vision. And we talked about this, you know, in 915, just being with God, being in his presence and hearing from God, right? Not doing things that keeps you out of his presence. See, those that run, yes, just write the vision, make it plain, and they can run with it, that read it, but those that run when reading it are the ones that are to run with us at our pace in step with vision. So, so, so remember we talked about this in 915. I keep referencing that. I know that was the other people's there, but uh but remember we talked about how the Holy Spirit's designed us to bring us all together. And it's because we speak well we like like I can't speak my wife's language without the Holy Spirit. I'm from Northern New, New Jersey, she's from Columbus, Ohio. All right? So now of course we've been together 27 years, so we kind of, you know, jump each other's sentences, but but when we got together no Holy Spirit, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm gonna tell you right now, she definitely—you like, oh, this dude lost his mind. He crazy. Right, Lord, you sure you—this t- my husband, right? But the Holy Spirit helps you to understand things. Now you get together, you come together as a family, different backgrounds. You, so you got you got your Brooklyn's, your Queens, your Alabamas, your Arkansas, your Ohio's. You got your North Carolinas, your South Carolinas, you, and then within those states, you got the different communities. You got the the though you got those that from the liberal city of uh, uh Asheville. Like he knew what I was talking about. I didn't even get it out. Probably one of the most liberal cities in North Carolina, which is not a liberal state. I don't know if y'all knew that. All right? But you but you got you got your, your Ashevilles, nothing personal, you know. You know, Asheville uh slash bougie. That's what they said. I didn't say that. That's what they told me. All right? Look, she was sitting there like, hey, you know, uh, you know, that's how we roll. But anyway, <laughs> all right, so but you got your you got your uh make believe wanna be little New York. Uh and that's uh uh what is it uh Greenville. <laughs> that's me picking with him. That's just me picking with them. we always be saying Little New York. cause I you know, David Jones from New York, he David Jones from Greenville, he's like, Little New York. Okay. <laughs> all right. But you got Little New York, you got Charlotte. But then you got you got so many different places. Cleveland, Ohio, is different from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Amen. This is Yeah. You know, so we have New, New Jersey, but we got uh uh South Jersey, but it's uh hold on, Cherry Hill. Yeah. What? Violent, right? Titan, same, same area, <laughs> right? Same area. But th- but within New Jersey, if we just stayed in New Jersey, it'd be like okay they from Newark, right? Or they from violent, right? Two different, different cultures. But when we all come together, you know how we harmonize? Holy Spirit. Now, why? Because God has a vision. We have a piece of that vision. And the other people are the other piece of that vision. And when we get together, it creates such an impact. It pulls on the power of God, right? And it creates momentum. God don't, don't, doesn't deliver a person. He delivers a people. Listen, Moses wasn't out there by the Red Sea by itself Actually, it was I don't know one person said it was like 1.7 or something. It was, it was there was a lot of people But suppose they wasn't in agreement. They'd have still been in bondage Moses hey 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 God God wants to deliver everybody get everybody out of bondage. Yo, let's go it will be what no, it was it was it was it was, it was together and everybody's uh, skill set assists God's vision to create that momentum. Right? And the thing is, if, we, if you do it right, from that, see, see, this is the scripture says, be faithful in the least. And that's when you experience the much. But we despise the least if it's not shiny enough. Right? But it says, be faithful in the least and God will give you more. See, David had to be... The end of David's life wasn't the momentum to take out the giant. Now it was a major feat. He got much props. He could have been uh, uh, a soldier for the rest of his life with benefits. Man, David, yeah, he just be talking about David. Yes, yeah, dude took out the giant. He could have hung around that environment just for the props. What's up, man? Yeah, David, giant killer, same guy. That's me, right? You know, we know people like that, right? They just stay hanging around that environment of their success just to just to keep eating greedily the props from what it's been. But David didn't do that. I read his story. But how did he become this man? Faithful in the little things. He didn't even trip that he was t- tending sheep. Even though he was anointed to be the next king. He don't look at that as a small thing. And it, look, most people would man, I'm tending their sheep. I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to get myself closer in proximity to the castle so I could do. David, no, 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 no. David he, he didn't join the military. He didn't do none of that. Faithful in the least. But God used him to deliver a people. And if you start reading through the story, after a while, those people like, listen, I don't know what anybody else is doing, but we need you leading us. He didn't, look, go read through the story. The first time he had an opportunity to be king, he didn't take all the kingdom. He took one tribe. It was 12. One tribe, J- Judah. Because those are the only ones that was willing to have him lead them without compromise. The rest of them wanted him to compromise. He's like, that's not God's vision. I can't do that. Well, I'll just be the king over this one tribe then. Y'all can go about your business. Knowing that what God had told him. And eventually, everybody said, please lead us. Without him hustling. Without him orchestrating. Without him taking the king out that was trying to take him out. He didn't put his hands on none of it. Momentum. 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 And no phenomenal. we still talking about David. God used that lineage to birth Jesus. God's trying to do something here. We just, do we believe? Do we believe? Because that's going to pick up some momentum for us. You understand what I'm saying? Like this is, listen, I don't, listen. I'd I, I be listening to God. I don't be, I'm not just, you know, let me, what, what words can we give them, you know, that sounds sweet? I don't be sitting there studying like that. Yeah, I'm going to put together this sermon. Yeah. I drop knowledge on them. Yeah, you ain't never even heard nothing like this before. I'm not sitting around the house doing that. Lord, what do your great people need? And I can hear something like, really, we going to talk about that today? That don't really sound all exciting. I'm giving you what they need. Not what you... Think is going to make you look like, uh, you know, Kevin Hart or somebody. Right? No, no. Sorry about that, Kevin Hart. I'm trying to dog you out. But, but you know what I'm saying? It's not about entertainment necessarily. It is about awakening to create momentum. We're in God's house. Yeah, I don't know how many people are trying to advise me based on what's going on in their life how to do all the things everybody else is doing. To benefit me, this is how you build your platform. This is how you make yourself look good. I, listen, she'll tell you, because I'm, I'm, so I'm counseling somebody. They get some wisdom and insight. So their, what they are is how do you develop your platform in the? Uh, well, I don't want to say that, because <laughs> that. A, person to figure out what I'm talking about them no God is saying this is what my vision is like I'm good I'm good because I see what God is doing and I'm going at his pace so yes somebody else may be at a six minute pace that's not what God told me so if they run out ahead of me be like I'm keeping my pace the question is are you keeping your pace or are you keeping pace with the pace so you can really experience momentum cause God is setting his pace he's telling us what the pace is are we doing that or do we get antsy do we get carnal get in the flesh do we get in our own head and this is the thing when you get out of step and you start to lose momentum you just don't pick momentum up just because you realize it right You just, I mean, everybody knows that. You just pick up momentum because you realize it. Ah, man, I'm dragging. I need to pick up momentum. Now you got to restart and start to pick up momentum again. But some of us don't have the humility to say, hey, I slowed the momentum down. I was inconsistent with the pace. So I cost myself momentum. So I'm going to just start my pace from where I'm at. I'm out there running this morning. I'm not running like I was running when I was running. That makes sense. (laughs) Right? I'm running based on I, I stopped the momentum of working out because we was doing a church so I wasn't I, wa, I wasn't running hills all the time I wasn't lifting weights all the time I was lifting when I could I was running when I could but I'm not out there trying to keep the same pace I can't even play as many games as I was playing back then but that's not there's nobody's fault, so that's mine so I have to be humble enough to start from where I'm at I'm not saying it's a bad but it's not what I'm used to. I know what I can do. And i will just, listen, I ran one heel this morning. Started out with just one heel. I was like, really? Like, is it going to hurt this bad? And really, I was like, well, maybe I'm just going to do one heel today. You know, but, but, but after I got over that hump, I, you know, I, I kept my momentum. Because, I, like, I run before I go, go lift. And, and I kept my momentum. But I still didn't run like I'm used to running. Like I only do run like twice slow, and then I'm sprint on all, all the other hills. I ain't sprint no hills today. I ran all of them, cause I, I just couldn't. I couldn't handle the demand. Y'all still think I'm talking about running, don't you? I'm talking about our lives. Like embrace, okay? I'm restarting them. You know, what I, mean? I, was, I was thinking about this gentleman this morning, and so what I like about him, cause we talked about consistency. So you're in sales. That's one of the things you do. Another seventeen, right? I so he's in sales, but I watch something. And, and and remember, I just gave the example how you could be in sales and you could go highs and lows, right? You know, so you you get a check, but then you can have a drought. But I watch him to maintain a consistency with the whole picture, to keep his momentum. He'll do something in the middle of the drought times. Like you know, me saying what you do. Right? Like it, I think Uber and Lyft, right? That's Uber and Lyft, but almost like it's a job. And he made this statement when I met him. He's like, well, you know, I do Uber and Lyft. I said, he said, I'm not afraid to say it. He said, and uh, honestly, I'm making some of the income I was making before. Because you're diligent with it, right? He, you know, it's your husband, you know. He ain't lying, is he? All right, so, so he's, but, but he's filling in the gaps is what I'm saying. But guess what? He's still serving it. If, if, if you know, this things, he says, well, Pastor, I'm good at doing this. And, and what we do is we say, okay, if you're good at doing this, let's see. Listen. I'm not talking about months. Like I'll be getting stuff the next day. But he's still driving. You guys are eating, right? Bills are paid, right? Still driving. He's still working business, right? But he's keeping a momentum. He's keeping a pace. Right? Like, like he's not stopping his momentum to check his pride. Because sometimes we do that. We'll we'll stop our momentum to check our pride. He's not stopping his momentum to look at what everybody else is doing. He's like, I'm going to just keep my pace, man. Because there ain't nobody else living in my house. I got to keep my pace. I got to keep things going, right? Because nobody wants to deal with the weight of the consequences of not keeping their momentum, right? All right, just stand to your feet. That's enough.